Dashi Harindra and this is Unbiased. In my podcast, I'll be chatting to someone new each session to chat bias, how it has affected or continues to affect their day-to-day lives and how they try to address it, be it through their work or raising awareness. Today I'm joined by Natalie Sylvester. Natalie is a director at More Than Muscle, a personal training company based in Surrey in the UK and online. Natalie co-founded More Than Muscle in 2015 with her partner Andy, and they are committed to helping their clients feel and look great. The majority of Natalie's clients are women who want to start training properly. Women who are fed up of the yo-yo diets, the lack of results, and doing the workouts they hate. According to Nat, she strives for all of her clients to feel as fit, healthy, and confident as they possibly can be, both inside and outside the gym. Her experience performing a mixture of strength and movement-based practices helps her educate people on the importance of the blend. And Nat also has a keen eye for nutrition and offers a lot of support through her intrinsic practice. Nat certainly has a passion for helping people and her personality shines through whenever she's offering a service that is second to none to all her clients. Nat, I, for one, can vouch for your bubbly personality that jumps out at me, even across oceans, and I'm delighted to have you on my podcast today. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, it's good to be here. <laughs> Thank you for me. Uh, Nat, you and I go way back to when gosh, you were like starting out probably decades ago now at the reception of Virgin Active Gym in Islington. Yeah. Um, and your partner, Andy, was relatively new personal trainer there also. And I've got to say, not only has it been amazing to watch the two of you go from strength to strength, developing your learning, education and building your businesses, but Nat, out of the very many trainers that I've known or worked with, Um, And sidebar, I've actually been training in gyms and working with trainers from the age of 16 as a result of childhood obesity and a lack of talent for team or ball sports. So I've dealt with my fair share of trainers. But you, Nat, are one of the very few who bring your whole self to the gym floor and connect with your clients on a really deep level. Um, So, Nat, my first question for you has two parts. Mm -hmm. Can you share with us your story for how you ended up pursuing the business of personal training? And second, are there any particular personal experiences you had growing up and starting out that has shaped the way you work with your female client base? Um, I would say for the first part of the question, um, throughout college and university, I've always been quite arty. So sport was never really my thing. So I went into sport and then just ended up in personal training. Um, So I went to study animation at university, which I absolutely loved, um, but I couldn't really see myself doing it as a career. Um, It involved a lot of sitting down. Um, Everyone went to the pub after lectures and I went to the gym. So (laughs) that 
kind of yeah it didn't I didn't really see myself doing it um so after a few stints at a few other jobs I finally study for my personal training qualification um I had put it off for ages because I thought who the hell is gonna listen to me and pay for it <laughs> but a few years on and people do actually want to listen to me and the rest is history <laughs> so that's kind of how I ended up pursuing the business of personal training yeah um, personal experiences I guess um like I said, I wasn't a naturally sporty person, but I led quite an active lifestyle growing up. Um, I struggled with weight gain in my late teens. Um, and I think in hindsight, it was just life and hormones um, as any sort of young girl would, would go through when they're going through their teens. Mm. Um, but I remember I started working out and embarking on weird diets at, at that age so it was like my late my late teens and I kind of started to dabble in that a little bit um my parents aren't into sport in fact my mum is is quite overweight so I think in the back of my mind I was always more aware of where the teenage weight gain might go um and I guess I wanted to try and combat that as early as possible so I guess the initial interest was the personal one mm. and one to help me and then also hopefully help my mum too so yeah yeah okay and and I like a lot of women I think who take to training they come with a whole heap of preconceptions of training and gyms weight loss goals and diets and assumptions about others who train well and like even having that anxiety about going to a gym because they're not already looking like some I, perception they have of a gym bunny in their head um, and I know now that you have many female clients from different backgrounds and stages and walks of life and um, but from your broad client base are there commonalities in their experiences that you see through your work with them? And that helps you kind of develop your offering. Yeah, I think, like you said in your intro, I think it's mostly people who are fed up of diet hopping and also forcing themselves to do the exercises that they hate. Mm. And I mean, there's something that is so good for you, like your health and your fitness. It shouldn't have to, it shouldn't make you feel so rubbish. So I think a lot of people will think if they embark on changing their nutrition or if they, bark, if they embark on some exercise, then it always has sort of such a stigma attached to it. Like, I, I don't know, always, it's always going to be really tough or it's always going to be a bad thing. Like, oh, I've got to start this new diet or oh, I need to go to the gym. Whereas it doesn't actually have to be like that. And yeah, for something that's so good for you, it doesn't have to make you feel so rubbish. So that's what I want my clients to, I, I want them to feel good with exercise and nutrition because it does make you feel good when you get it right. Um, I also think some of my clients have um, a lack of confidence when it comes to what their body can achieve. Um, in everyday life, they might seem really confident. They've got great jobs and 
but when it comes to actually moving their body and what what their body can actually achieve that they don't feel too good about themselves so that is definitely something that um that is a sort of a common trait with a lot of my clients and also some women just like to train with women so I do train a lot of female clients yeah right I think that's so important to say about where something that is just so important and fundamental to our health keeping our body moving and being fit um it can just throw up so much for so many um and sometimes these there's this perception that even though you might be having an active lifestyle you might actually find that in your day or in your week be it dancing running doing whatever um that can that is actually exercise somehow it doesn't count unless it's an actual sport or you're in the gym doing some weights and some cardio um and what you do in really trying to dispel that and find out how movement can integrate into people's lifestyle um, is really is really key. Um, now, what do you think that the industry could do better or differently to appeal to that market who may have reservations when it comes to fitness and training? Um, I I do think that in in the recent years it has changed a lot so when I started um when I started working out I don't know about 10 years ago now when I started going to the gym properly um I, I the weight room the, the, the weight area with, with all the dumbbells and the barbells was tiny it was a very small section of the gym and now I think those sections within the gym are getting bigger and bigger um and I remember being quite quite frequently the only female within that area. Um, and I just kind of got stuck in, got on with it. Um, but I do think that that's taken a big shift, which is brilliant. And I can definitely see more people looking into their health and their fitness mm. when it comes to exercise and nutrition, rather than just using it as as a vehicle to lose weight so I think that that's that's been a really nice shift and especially with the pandemic as well I think there's such an emphasis now on um, people being healthier I don't know what it's like in Australia but uh, I mean in the UK there has been um, there has been a big shift which is which is excellent I think Um, I still think there can be more done because with with it being with health and fitness being more popular there is more more things that are advertised that are completely bizarre and people shouldn't really embark on on those things like the crazy diets or waist trainers all of these things because it's such a it's such a common area right now it's such a a neat well it's not niche but it's a, a thing that everyone wants to get into yeah and you don't it's it's you don't really need, you don't need a license to practice really like in terms of just putting your thoughts out there beyond like and actually um, no that's that's an issue as well like uh, uh yeah instagram <laughs> so a lot of people on instagram they will they'll they'll look absolutely amazing and they will then start to give advice to people who also want to look like them. And it doesn't mean at all that 
that they've got any qualifications because they don't need that. They're only on Instagram giving advice. So unfortunately, people obviously take that on. So if, I don't know, if somebody on Instagram is training in a certain way or eating a certain way, people will watch that. And obviously it's, it's good entertainment. They look good, but they will then start to implement that into, into their lives. And when it doesn't work, that's when people start to get frustrated or look for extremes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those things can be can be really damaging. Mm. And it's hard to it's and it's hard to sort of wade through um, what is real and what isn't. And there's people that have a certain um, appeal that can get away with a lot a lot more. Um, yeah, than yeah. They really should. And I've got it. I think that really does make me think about when I think of you, Nat, and those that follow you on social media. Um, and I can add your links to your socials on my podcast page. But Nat, they get to see that very you really real and very direct messaging. They see you funny where your mouth is when it comes to walking the walk and and talking the talk. Um, and so it's really it's it's interesting to hear kind of kind of your take on how that the fitness industry is um portrayed on on social media um and and kind of trying to debunk the um stereotypical instagram influencer into actually what that means for the average joe um are there kind of your top 3 health and fitness myths that you would really like to make it your life's work to bust um I think um I do think a big one is uh most people think the leaner you are the healthier you are that that isn't I want to try and sort of bust that myth straight away (laughs) Um, because that's not true um and then also um carbs make you fat carbs make you heavier it's just what they do um, for every gram of carbohydrate you ingest, your body will hold on to three to four grams of water. If you take that away, straight away people lose weight. So there's always this link with carbs making you gain weight. And if you take them out, they make you lose weight. But it's not necessarily uh, making you leaner. So that's that's another that's another one. And then my third one, um, weight training makes women bulky. <laughs> I can definitely say for someone who's been decades on like the squat racks and um, <laughs> and doing and doing all kinds of weights, my arms are still pretty puny. My calves are still pretty. <laughs> people, it's it's because uh, I mean the Olympics is on at the moment. And people look incredible. It's they're amazing, but I think people watch like. Um, strongman competitions and also the like bodybuilding competitions and these women going on on stage and they automatically think that because they're going to the gym that they are they are going to get to they are going to get to how these women are looking on stage Mm, and it's the women on stage dedicate their entire life to their nutrition and to working out their supplements 
even additional help that maybe they shouldn't be taking but <laughs> they they try so hard and every ounce of their day is for them to look good on stage so you lifting weights in in the gym three times a week is not going to be is, is not going to make you look like that so yeah um I know as someone that's starting to to approach middle-aged I really see like exercise for me is really about longevity and actually I think strength training is so key especially for women to kind of maintain that health and vitality and bone health and um mm. and, and everything else so I'm a big yeah big believer in in um in strength and resistance training and and just a big believer in busting those myths because um it can just it also just goes to things that I just think can be um damaging um to a lot of people um and that is interesting you you mentioned earlier um the pandemic and the changes in attitudes due to the pandemic so as mm. um Right. As of today, I think the majority of Australians are actually back in in lockdown around various parts of the country. I must admit, I'm one of the very few um, in the capital territory who is not um, in lockdown, um, which uh, I think surprises a lot of people around the world because Australia has generally been known for being quite ahead of the game in terms of like the spread of, of COVID. Um, but uh, so, and it's back to, and, and certainly in the workplace, you know, there's a, a really a lot of messaging around looking after yourselves and your mental health and your sanity whilst we're getting through this time. And um, it's been interesting how much exercise has played part of that messaging in terms of keeping ourselves um, kind of just healthy and and as I said for that the mental health um, aspect getting some fresh air getting outdoors moving your body um, keeping everything firing have you found like a change or have, like has your client base grown since um, the pandemic have you found that actually the pandemic has helped people to find more creative ways of getting moving and keeping themselves healthy to change that attitude of got to be in the gym in order to keep fit yeah I mean we so we went into the lockdown um last March end of last month and straight away our business was completely thrown totally online so before we've dabbled in a little bit of online work but it meant that this time it was 100% online which was a massive shift for us um in business and one that was going to be pretty life-changing as well in a good way um little did we know it at the time so yeah we we panicked quite a lot that everyone shifted online and we just rolled with it um and people were wanted something to do they wanted they started looking after themselves a little bit more they they slept more they didn't have the commute they would seeing family more whether it's on FaceTime or just with the kids at home as well um and I think in such a a dark time for a lot of people people also found quite a lot of comfort in um in finding sort of the simple things in life that they that they enjoyed so it was like baking at home and working out at home with the kids it was it, it was quite a, yeah, it was a strange time right at the beginning of lockdown. But we, we then started to open up and people just went mad for fitness and training. Right. Right. And 
we we've had to hire another personal trainer so there's now three of us which is which is great to try and meet the demand for it um and I also still I still very much do most of my um training online wow so it might be that I that I send programs to people and they go ahead and do them and then we have like a monthly check-in or it might be that I actually uh, somebody will set up their Zoom and I'll actually train them online. And right in the middle of lockdown, we were doing, I was uh, putting on Zoom classes as well. So I used to call it workout from home. And every week I used to do these Zoom classes and lots of people would log on. Yeah. And we would go through um, a, a Zoom class that they could do at home. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's always going to be an element now within within uh my career which is is excellent i love that <laughs> great and that means you can train across time zones um, yeah <laughs> um, and then so i want to just go back a bit to that kind of that personal element that you bring to your your training actually goes beyond just the exercises and, you know, and high level nutritional advice to kind of being it in order to get those results to really being able to go a bit deeper with your, with your clients, how personal do you go and how much do you feel that you need to really understand about a person to be really understand what's going to work for them? Um, I think you, I mean, with all of my clients, I really do, throw myself into it so I do get quite invested into them because personal training is meant to be personal to your client over the years as I guess online programming has progressed Instagram it's become like you can just download a a cookie cutter program yeah and go and do it and personal trainers are now jumping onto that so it makes their business nice and streamlined they don't have to do much work they've got lots of clients and I mean for some clients that works however for us and our clients I really want to make it as personal as I can to them because I'm really invested in in their results yeah Um, so I think I think ultimately it boils down to understanding people's personalities and everyone works totally different so for my client at 7am, I might do something, uh, well, I might do something totally different to how I, to how I come, ac- not how I come across, but how I bring the program across to them, mm-hmm. to my client at 8am. So everyone, everyone works totally differently, but it doesn't mean that someone's health and fitness is less valuable to the next person's health and fitness but you just have to switch up your approach sometimes um but also that's what I really like about my job as well because not everyone is the same yeah Um, so it always it's always challenging um in a good way and when people start seeing results I think because it's so tailored and specific to them that people do get results and if something isn't working I'm I'm not going to have a go at them we we will work it out together and then ultimately it it does start to click yeah um yeah 
And then I guess once people start getting results, that's when their commitment levels will also naturally increase because everything's working and um, they're getting their, getting that bank yeah. back and it all starts to fall to get, fall into place. Yeah, I think if somebody can invest their time and energy into it um, and kind of mimic what, what I'm investing into it as well, then it does work really well. However, there will always be some people who just want abs in six weeks or they're going on holiday in two weeks and they want, they want to lose a couple of stone. So there, there will always be that element, um, but that's fine. We, we, I, I don't know. I don't really tend to work with many clients like that. Most people who I work with see this as they're invested in their health and their fitness. It's something long-term, but it's something long-term that's going to pay off. It's yeah. not just going to be another, another sort of blip in their health and fitness journey. Yeah. Um, no, I, that, that's for me, it's just been great. It's been great having you on and, and sharing this, that side of things. Cause I know for me personally, um, and as you know, training has been a really big part of my life, but so much of it, it has so much more to do with me functioning in my life and keeping myself sane and my mental health as well um intact as well as getting those results and feeling strong and um getting those endorphins pumping um for me it's just one of the the, the most accessible um ways of maintaining our well-being um, and i love that you bring that um to your clients and um and I hope for those who have always wondered about it, but always kind of just been resistant or thought it doesn't really apply to them um, or seems inaccessible to them. I think personal training and having that, a tailored um, profile um, and program created for you can really help get people going into um, even just for, to kickstart um, programs to, to change the way um, we live our lives to keep healthy so thanks for joining me Nat and taking the time early morning your time in the UK uh, <laughs> it's actually quite a late start for me quarter to eight so uh oh. it's not too and, bad and you, oh that's good you didn't have a client yeah. beforehand <laughs> no <laughs> good stuff well you can have your cup of coffee and um wish you every success um watching your business grow I'll put the links to your um socials and more than muscle um on the podcast page that people can um reach out if they want to know more and especially now that you can um train people online uh that might open open doors up for people that are outside of the UK too yeah definitely definitely good stuff thank you now all right thank you so much <laughs>